Let's go on an adventure through multi-level marketing. Let's go on an adventure with Jess. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to Jess Unfiltered. I'm your host Jess, obviously, and today we are going to be talking about the most recent headlines in multi-level marketing news. How incredibly exciting. Before I get started though, please go check me out on Instagram at Jess Unfiltered Pod, and my Twitter is at unfiltered underscore Jess. Reach out to me, shoot me a message, please. I actually have gotten messages from um, people about some pyramid schemes that they've been involved with. And um, if I have not replied back to you, I'm so sorry. I have been so busy lately. And I've also just been really burnt out lately as well um, from being busy and just life, you know, coming back from the holidays and Christmas is hard because it's like you're off work and you're just like chilling and having a good time. And then you have to go back to work and you're like, oh my gosh. So anyway... I do apologize. I will be responding to you guys or reaching back out because I really do want to hear your stories and I really do care about those and I want to share them with other people. But the reason why I've decided to record this episode today is because there's some pretty interesting headlines out there um, that I thought maybe this is like a new segment I could start where each week or maybe every couple weeks we talk about Um, some of the news going on in the MLM world. I kind of feel like I made an episode on this before, or maybe I recorded it and then I never posted it. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, today I was at Target actually, and I saw a Tupperware display on an end cap. And granted, it was like facing the back corner of the store. It was in like the back left corner of the store, and it wasn't really visible from the main aisle. But when I was walking around looking at the, at the kitchen stuff, I saw it. And I told my husband and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. I want it so bad. But like, I can't buy it, obviously, that would go against everything that I believe in. But like, if somebody were to buy it for me, no, I'm just kidding. I told him I was kidding. I and he's like, well, and, and he asked me, he's like, well, does it matter if it's you know, not a a hun selling it because he's just as familiar with multi-level marketing and how terrible it is. And I was like, well, I mean, I think so because you're still supporting a company that does something that you don't agree with. And the other thing too is like, I guess there's two ways that you could look at it really because life, a lot of life is about perspective, right? On one hand, you're supporting a multi-level marketing company. But on the other hand, let's say that their target sales boom and they decide to become like a regular business and pull out of the MLM market altogether and just start selling through Target, Walmart, Home Goods, whatever. You know, so it's it's kind of hard cuz it's like I mean, part of me is like maybe if their sales are higher in stores, they'll be less enticed to have a multi-level marketing structure. But at the same time, I also don't want to support a company that is a multi-level marketing company currently. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a catch-22. Because if you buy it, then you're supporting an MLM. But if you don't buy it, then you're not encouraging them to like sell like a normal business would, you know. But anyway, the the new Tupperware is like super cute. It's kind of pricey, but it's really, really, really cute. And I had to put it down though. I was like, I can't, I can't do this, but it's adorable. And, and don't get me wrong. Like 
Tupperware being an MLM. It's very unfortunate, but at the same time, out of all of the multi-level marketing companies that exist out there, I feel like your minimally terrible ones are like Scentsy, Tupperware, maybe Pampered Chef, you know, ones that are selling like real products that people like. They just happen to have an MLM structure and play into the whole like cult aspect of it. But I don't think they're not, I, I don't think the cult part is nearly as bad as something like Amway or is nearly as terrible as your Beachbody or your Arbonne, Huns, and uh, the products, you know, they're not like health products. So it's like, okay, if people are pushing facts about Tupperware that aren't totally true, it's probably not a huge deal as opposed to like trying to sell health products to people like uh, whatever that dirt coffee was I talked about a while back. But, you know, it's like um, in the grand scheme of MLMs, Tupperware is toward the bottom. Anyway, this is not a Tupperware episode, so I need to just move on now. Okay, so let's uh, just jump right in after that 45-minute speech on Tupperware. Let's jump right into the uh, MLM news that has come up um, within the last, eh, give or take, month. So the Salt Lake City Tribune in Utah has an article, and it's called Multi-Level Marketing Drove $2.7 Billion in Direct Sales in Utah. Now, this is not surprising because I have heard through the rumor mill that doTERRA is really big in Utah, and I haven't even read this article yet, so um, like most things, we're just going to wing it. But yeah, I would not be surprised if the majority of these sales are coming from MLMs that have to do with, uh, what are those called? Essential oils. Okay. So the article, the article's title, like when you click on it, it has a different title. It says multi-level marketing quote, didn't feel icky end quote to me. One Utah, Utah, is that how you say a Utah person? Utah says as tech has transformed selling. The industry has critics, yet it drove nearly $2.7 billion in statewide earnings in 2020 as its flexibility has drawn more than 200,000 Utahns, I'm just going to say Utah people, (laughs) Utah people to independent sales. This article is by Leto Sapinar and Holly Mullen from December 19th and updated December 20th of 2022. So I'm going to read the article now. Sherilyn Arnold became a school teacher after graduating from college, but eventually she found she kept needing her sister to look after her child during the workday. Quote, if I wasn't going to walk into a classroom, end quote, she thought with frustration, quote, I might as well be at McDonald's, end quote, with no qualifications in other fields. Instead, she's focused on direct selling. And not only does she bring in half her family's income, she said, her flexible hours have meant, quote, I could tell my kids yes to anything, end quote, that they needed her for. Utah is a global hub for direct selling, with the combined economic impact of its almost 100 companies plus key suppliers and conventions driving nearly $2.7 billion in statewide earnings in 2020 and supporting 30,000 jobs, according to a report earlier this year from the Kim C. Gardner Policy Institute at the University of Utah. 
The report focused on direct selling companies and suppliers with headquarters and other offices in the state and their employees. So the industry's actual footprint in Utah is larger. It includes additional businesses and nearly 230,000 independent sales reps and discount buyers who purchase the industry's products to sell as self-employed entrepreneurs or for their own use. In 2020, Utah ranked ninth in terms of direct sales per capita, according to the Nationwide Direct Selling Association, which represents the industry. Several of Utah's direct sellers, which include multi-level marketers, MLM, who recruit a team and receive a commission based on their sales, shared why the field works for them and how they are trying to attract their share of Utah residents, Utah people's spending on gifts this season. Here's the headline within this article that I've been waiting for. It's a bolded, it's almost like a sub headline or a sub title. It says, suggesting doTERRA as gifts and support. Describing her holiday sales strategies for Utah County-based doTERRA, best known for its essential oils, Melina Harrison lights up. Quote, the holidays can go a couple of ways, Harrison said. Quote, They can be magical. We can provide a way to fill the home with different aromas that help people make connections with memories and the people they love. But the holidays can also be very stressful. So our oils can support people. I do a lot for women to help them with self-care. We can package body scrubs, lotions, skincare products. So maybe with just five or 10 minutes, we can really give attention to ourselves and de-stress, end quote. I'm gonna pause for just a moment. I will say... I've seen some crazy things on doTERRA out there in terms of what doTERRA doTERRA sellers will say. Um, I have seen, I want to say I've seen some of them talk about like using it on their children. But the thing is, is like essential oils, especially if you have pets in your house, not a good idea. Um, But I feel like that's not really well known nor is it really well advertised yet. So many people are pet owners. So if you're out here diffusing certain types of essential oils, it's not a good idea. If you have pets, it can be very um, not safe for them. So let's continue with the article. After 13 years with the company, wow, it's a long time. Harrison, 42, has reached the Everest summit of this MLM business. She is a, quote, presidential diamond wellness advocate, end quote, having having risen from earning $1,300 a week in sales to managing a team of 500,030 countries. She directs her large sales force in creating gift boxes for clients who need tokens for coworkers, neighbors, or their kids' teachers. Gifts can be tailored to the home cook, the gardener, even to family pets. What did I just say? Quote, yes, I use oils on the family dog. End quote. She said, smiling. Oh, gosh. What did I just say? Like, what did I just say about how these are not safe to use on pets? Let's look up if doTERRA says anything about pets. doTERRA, pet safe. Okay, so on doTERRA's website, there's a podcast called Essential Oil Solutions with doTERRA. And it says in this episode, Dr. Mia Frezzo and Dr. Janice Fisher sit down to discuss their top essential oil picks to help with some of the common common challenges your cat or dog might face. 
And then it says, although doTERRA essential oils are inherently safe because they are pure and thoroughly tested, we always want to dilute our oils. Hold on, it got cut off, I need to find. We always want to dilute oils for our pets because our pets are a bit more sensitive than we are. Also, there are a couple of guidelines for diluting oils. For most dogs, I would suggest diluting to a one to 4% concentration. Now, this is coming from doTERRA's website from, I guess, veterinarians on their website. I don't know that I trust that per se because literally every single thing that I have seen has said to avoid essential oils. Now, what I have heard is it's it's mainly certain types of oils, but also for me, I do think because dogs and cats might have heightened senses, they, you know, it could be overwhelming for, for them, even if it's like not toxic per se. But on this other website, um, it says oils to avoid with cats, basil, bergamot, 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 birch, cinnamon, clove, grapefruit, lemon, lime, oregano, etc. Um, and then it says, okay, so this other website has a list of toxic essential oils and safe ones. And the list of toxic is like over double the list of safe essential oils for cats. So yeah, I just feel like you shouldn't even risk it for the biscuit and the fact that you're like, giving these gifts to pet owners and you're trying to like make money I don't know I just feel like I'm not I would not be comfortable with that and I don't use any essential oils in my house just because I do have two dogs so I'm not even gonna take that chance um anyway let's go on to the next article because I feel like you know we're done with doTERRA okay this next article is actually it's from justice.gov. It's from the United States Department of Justice, published Friday, December 16th, 2022, from the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York. And the title is Co-Founder of Multi-Billion Dollar Cryptocurrency Pyramid Scheme, quote, OneCoin, pleads guilty. OneCoin was a fraudulent cryptocurrency marketed and sold to millions of victims around the world, resulting in billions of dollars in losses. This is the first time that I am hearing about this, and I'm intrigued. It says, Damian Williams, the United States Attorney for the Southern District of New York, announced today that Carl Sebastian Greenwood, who co-founded OneCoin with Ruja Ingatova, apologies if I did not pronounce that correctly, and I guarantee you I did not, um, aka the Crypto Queen, pled guilty today in Manhattan federal court to wire fraud and money laundering charges in connection with his participation in the massive OneCoin fraud scheme. OneCoin, which began operations in 2014 and was based in Sofia, Bulgaria, marketed and sold a fraudulent cryptocurrency by the same name through a global multi-level marketing network. As a result of misrepresentations that Greenwood and Ingatova and others made about OneCoin, victims invested over $4 billion worldwide in the fraudulent cryptocurrency. Today, the district judge accepted Greenwood's guilty plea. 
Ignatova, who was added to the Federal Bureau of Investigation's top 10 most wanted list in June 2022, remains at large. Imagine being on the FBI top 10 most wanted list because of an MLM. I mean, I guess technically this is a pyramid scheme and, you know, basically the same thing, but kind of not really at the same time. I mean, like, we all know MLMs are very similar to pyramid schemes. They just operate within the legal confines of the law. But anyway, semantics. So imagine being on the most wanted list for a pyramid scheme. Like, that's just, I don't even know what to make of that. It says, U.S. Attorney Damian Williams said, quote, as a founder and leader of OneCoin, Carl Sebastian Greenwood operated one of the largest international fraud schemes ever perpetrated. Greenwood and his co-conspirators, including fugitive Rugia Ignatova, conned unsuspected victims out of billions of dollars, claiming that OneCoin would be the Bitcoin killer. In fact, OneCoins were entirely worthless. Greenwood's lies were designed with one goal to get everyday people all over the world to part with their hard-earned money, real money, and to line his own pockets to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. This guilty plea by the co-founder of OneCoin caps a week's stay at SDNY that sends a clear message that we are coming after all those who seek to exploit the cryptocurrency ecosystem through fraud, no matter how big or sophisticated you are. I don't know what SDNY is. Let's look. Southern District of New York. I should have known that, considering that is who published this. <laughs> it says in 2014, Greenwood and Ignatova co-founded OneCoin, a company based in Sofia, Bulgaria, that marketed a purported cryptocurrency by the same name, which was in fact a fraudulent pyramid scheme. OneCoin operated as a MLM network through which members received commissions for recruiting others to purchase cryptocurrency packages. This MLM structure influenced rapid growth of the OneCoin member network. Indeed, according to OneCoin's promotional materials, over 3 million people invested in fraudulent cryptocurrency packages. OneCoin records show that between the fourth quarter of 2014 and the fourth quarter of 2016 alone, OneCoin generated $4.037 billion in sales revenue and earned, quote, profits of $2.735 billion. There's a whole bunch more to this article that I'm not going to read, but that's the main gist of that. Um, yeah, so I guess this technically was an MLM, but they considered it a pyramid scheme. I don't know. That's kind of why that's you always get like Huns and they'll say like, well, an MLM is not a pyramid scheme. And it's like, that's a very, 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 very fine line to walk. And I feel like, I feel like, I mean, I would say most people in the anti-MLM community do believe that they are pyramid schemes. It's just, again, they're operating within the legal confines of the law and they lobby like crazy to be able to do that. So like it is a pyramid scheme, it's just a legal pyramid scheme, you know? Okay, next article. This one is from um, honey.9.com and it says shady business targeting Aussie moms made Shona 7,000 a month, then it ruined her life. So this is an Australian article. I know I have some people who listen to me who are not from the US. So if you're from Australia, this one's for you. Quote, it ruined my life. And quote, Shona Gates says of the business that sucked her in, then emptied her savings account, ruined her friendships and left her in therapy. 
I should say this article is by Madison Leach. So if you're interested in reading it, it was published four weeks ago. It says the Australian mom was 23 when she stumbled into a multi-level marketing MLM business that promised she could be her own boss and work from home. With two special needs children under the age of three, it seemed like a golden opportunity. Quote, as a stay-at-home mom, I just got caught up in it. They literally offered everything you want in life, and you look past the things you don't feel right for a while, she tells Nine Honey. Quote, it happened really accidentally, to be honest, but once I was in, it was really hard to step away, end quote. Then the article goes on to talk about what an MLM is. We all already know what an MLM is, so we're not going to listen to that because we know. And then it says, Gates knew nothing about MLMs when she noticed a friend shedding weight rapidly in 2015 and asked how she'd done it. The woman who was studying medicine created weight loss products from a notorious health and wellness MLM. Quote, I had a spray tanning business and I was tanning her. I saw her body transform quite rapidly. I thought, she's studying medicine. It must be really legitimate. End quote. Gates recalls. Curious, she decided to try the weight loss products herself and saw rapid and dramatic results. When the friend told her she could get the products cheaper by signing up, she did. Quote, of course I want a discount on this product, so I signed up, and suddenly I was a distributor without really processing it or understanding it, Gates says. Soon, friends and family were asking for the secret to her weight loss, and wanting to help them, Gates sold them the MLM products. Just like that, she was in. At the time, she was running a tanning business, too, and the MLM was just a side hustle, but that quickly changed. Quote, then I noticed one week I'd made more in a day of doing the MLM than I had in about two weeks of doing the spray tanning business, end quote, Gates says. That's when I had this moment of like, oh my gosh, I could really help my family. This could be really beneficial. She could work from home, structure her day around her kids, and was selling something she genuinely believed in at the time. It sounded too good to be true. Quote, so I went all in. I really dedicated myself to making it work because I genuinely believed that's how I could create a great life for my family. End quote. She says, everything moved overwhelmingly quickly once Gates fully committed to the MLM. Within three months, she had replaced the full income she had been bringing in from her tanning business with the money she made from the MLM. Within a year, Gates was making upwards of $7,000 each month, even enabling her husband, who worked as a diesel mechanic, to retire. On Instagram, Gates seemed to be living the dream, working her own hours from wherever she wanted. Being given, driven to events and luxury cars, she appeared to have it all. Behind the scenes, she was facing a sudden and confronting disillusionment. Gates was able to market her own weight loss results to sell products, but she wasn't paid for the hours upon hours she put into making sales. She only got her cut of the profit. Quote, I probably would have been better off working at McDonald's for the same hours. I would have come out with more in my pocket, end quote. The job also required her to be available and working for up to 20 hours a day to make the kind of sales needed to keep the money coming in. I've been skipping around a little in this article to just get the main gist of it. Because again, a lot of these articles, when they tell like these full stories, are really, 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 really long. But we're doing like the TLDR version today. So then this article goes on to talk about the shady truths of MLMs. And now we're going to go down to getting out. In February 2018, Gates finally left the MLM after months of anxiety. Quote, it was honestly terrifying. It was probably the darkest 12 months of my life because I was leaving my entire community, all of my safety, all of my finances, she recalls. 
Her husband was supportive and agreed to go back to work, as leaving the business meant losing their main source of income. Meanwhile, Gates battled crippling feelings of failure. Quote, we had to drain our savings account. The kids then had to get used to daddy going to work again, she says. Quote, I probably drank really heavily for about six months to try and cope with feeling like a failure. It wasn't like I decided to leave and the next day my life got better. It was tricky. From the moment she left, her former friends and colleagues in the MLM completely cut her off, leaving cruel messages before blocking her across social media. This is a really, really common thing that happens where once distributors decide they no longer want to be in the MLM, then the people in the MLM cut them off. So here's um, one of the messages that they they have a screenshot of um, from one of the other distributors. And it says, don't ever talk to us again. You're dead to us. You'll never succeed. You're a failure. You've just ruined your life. What a horrible thing to say to somebody, especially after leaving an MLM. Like, come on, dude, it's not that serious. Hun, whoever you are, like, it's not that serious. Like, it's literally a pyramid scheme. Okay. That is, that's, that's the main, main points in this article. Um, okay. So another one is, uh, from the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Western District of Kentucky. This will be our our last article, our last headline for today. It says, two men sentenced to federal prison in $30 million pyramid scheme. This is different from the other people that were sentenced for the crypto scheme. You know, this kind of stuff just keeps happening. Owensboro, Kentucky. Richard G. Mikey was sentenced this week to 10 years in prison for running a pyramid scheme in 2013-2014. Doyce G. Barnes was sentenced today for four, to four years in prison for his role in the pyramid scheme. The defendants were convicted after a federal jury trial that started in Owensboro, Kentucky on July 12, 2022, and concluded with the jury, jury's verdict on September 7, 2022, after four hours of deliberation. According to court documents and evidence presented at the trial, Richard, 55, of Owensboro, Kentucky, and Doyce, 73, of Goldsboro, North Carolina, sold positions in Infinity2 Global, or I2G, purportedly a multi-level marketing company, which the United States proved at trial was operating a pyramid scheme. These men were also convicted of conspiracy to commit securities fraud in connection with the sale of $5,000 emperor positions in the company, as a form of passive income. <sighs> Richard was also convicted of money laundering and tax evasion in connection with his use of approximately $3.2 million in I2G funds, some of which were wired to and from an Infinity2 global bank account in Hong Kong and used by Richard to purchase. Sorry, they like have his last name. So I'm like glancing up to see what his first name is because that's what I said earlier is Richard. Um, Richard Mikey to purchase 1,800 acres of ranch land in Kansas for his personal use. The evidence at trial showed that in approximately 15 months, I2G sold nearly 5,000 of the $5,000 emperor positions generating along with other lower price positions over $30 million in revenue much of which went out in the form of commissions to the promoters at the top of the pyramid scheme. Commissions were generated based on recruitment of new members into the company. Over 90% of the people who bought a membership in I2G lost money. 
In addition to the prison sentence, Mikey was ordered to pay a $100,000 fine. Mikey and Barnes were each also ordered to serve a three-term of supervised release after being released from prison. There is no parole in the federal system. They'll be ordered to pay restitution to the victims of their crime. A restitution hearing will be held in February. Very nice. I'm very tired, if you can't tell. it. I just have had such a long day, and I'm, like, exhausted. So my reading abilities, not that they're, you know, always fantastic, but, like, today, right now, specifically, since I'm so tired... It's a struggle. Okay. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, again, for the people who have reached out to me on Instagram, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. I want to tell your stories very soon. But I am going to end today's episode. Go check me out on Twitter at unfiltered underscore Jess. And if you have an MLM story that you want to share with me, or you just want to reach out, or you know, there's an episode request that you want to put in if you want me to talk about something um, or a certain MLM, do a deep dive on it, let me know. My Instagram is at JustUnfilteredPod. With that, I am going to probably play Steam for a little bit and then go to bed because I'm very tired. (laughs) I hope you all have a wonderful day or night or whenever you're listening to this and I will talk to you all later. Bye!